pair of Old Navy sneakers is fine for kicking around the house on a Saturday, but you wouldn't run a marathon in them. It might be tempting to go cheap on your logo, but remember, it speaks about who you are and the value you're bringing to the world. On today's podcast, we learn why your logo is definitely worth more than a cheap pair of sneakers. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I'm Bill with W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Kerr Design. I'm Alicia with the Spark Social. And together we make up the, the Marketing, Marketing Essentials, Essentials team. team. Came in a little late there. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Hasn't been my strong point today. Well, you know. You, you win some, you lose some. Exactly. I'm here for the convo, though. There you go. Cool. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about logos. And the question of the day is, what is your logo worth? Billions and billions. I got into a heated <laughs> argument that, with someone answer? this weekend about why you should invest into your logo. Really? A heated argument? Well, on Facebook, you know, because everybody can get in arguments on Facebook oh, as warriors, oh, keyboard oh. warriors. So like this was somebody you knew personally or just like a... No, like in one of those groups and for like business owners and somebody posted the question, you know. I went to Fiverr for my logo, done it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so what did you like, say to them? I... Well, probably everything you're going to tell us. <laughs> so, so without further ado, Justin, what are you going to tell us about logos? <laughs> I don't. I probably am not going to say this in quite the colorful way that Alicia may have put, posted on Facebook, but um, your logo is worth billions and millions. Well, no, it's it, it's definitely worth more than a cheap pair of sneakers. So uh, amen to that, brother. Thank we you. started out talking about before we uh, hit record. It's um, it's amazing how many small business owners, entrepreneurs will go cheap on this aspect. Um, we talked in other episodes about getting your branding message right and mm-hmm. how that underpins everything you do. And the logo is part of the visual brand, you know, which comes after you develop your message. And you shouldn't go cheap there because this represents your organization. It, it represents who you are and what you do. So it needs to be just as much of a fit as your brand message. You know, this is the visual component of your brand, but I'm always shocked at how many people end up going to Fiverr and other places online and just pick something off the wall, you know, like, like, Oh, we're still, I made mine myself. I'll have a number seven. (laughs) Yeah. I used, I used this clip art out of uh, windows word. (laughs) Well, I used to a million years ago, I used to airbrush t-shirts at an amusement park. Yeah. And we had on the wall, we had um, 15 designs and you could come up and for 20 bucks, you'd get a cheap t-shirt with like a number seven or a number six. I still remember what they were. Number six was a double heart with two names in it. Number seven so was a Aww. beach scene at night with a moon. This is horrible. I can still remember this. But I, yeah. I actually know where you are talking about because I went there. Because you went there. But Matter of fact, I took a picture in front of that booth to send to you. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Triggered. Nostalgia. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we, I did number sixes all day long, you know, but it was just a cheap, cheap T-shirt with two hearts on it. And everybody in that park had one. Right. But if someone came up and said, hey, here's a picture of my 69 Camaro. Can you put this on a shirt? They got a custom design and they were the only person walking around with that Camaro on their shirt. Sure, sure, sure. Right. So same thing. You know, is your logo going to represent you or is it going to be just this generic thing that other people have, too? 
right? Sure. Which happens more than you think. Oh, definitely. I've seen business cards where I'm like, this logo looks just like the last construction company I saw, or actually is the same. Can I can yeah. I make a mention of something we just talked about Fiverr jokingly a few minutes ago? Yeah. But have you ever noticed that the logo they use for advertisements <clears throat> looks eerily similar to a place called Starbucks? No. Look at the ad next time. They have really? they have a logo that looks a lot like the, I looked <laughs> at it the first time I saw it, it looked like the Starbucks logo, and I'm like, that looks like copyright infringement. I could be wrong, but okay. it was well, very I'll have to close. go take a look. Yeah. Huh. So getting back to the point of uh what your logo's worth, you know, your your brand is it's 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 who you are. It represents who you are. And the logo is that visual cue. So don't go cheap on that. It's you know, the if you think about it. <laughs> You know, your brand is basically composed of three things. Uh, A face, which is your logo, right? There's Mm -hmm. the message, which is, you know, your brand message. And then what I call the voice, which is your marketing. So whatever marketing channels you choose, your website, social media, print. So you've got a message, a face, and a voice. And I'm sure, I mean, maybe not you and I, Bill, but I'm sure... There are people that spend at least 15 to 20 minutes in the morning getting their face ready, right? You know, making sure. Yeah, definitely not you and well, I. Definitely not you and I. <laughs> but, you know, getting their hair right and, you know, making sure their face looks good before they present it to the world, mm-hmm. right? Because this is what's going to represent them out there in public. Yeah. So why would you do any less for your brand, right? Why would you, why would you not put an investment into the face of your brand? Mm, good point. All right. So one of the aspects of developing a logo is another reason not to go to Fiverr is you're just going to pull something down off of a selection that they have and you'll get this mark that you can kind of go around and stamp on things like a business card, stamp it on your website. But what, what I do when I develop the visual brand for my clients is they get a whole identity system, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just this stamp, but you know, it's thought out and it's something that'll scale and grow with their business. Sure, sure. So I take into consideration, like, where is this going to be, right? So they may need different versions of the logo for different applications. They may need a component of it, you know, for uh, social media because mm-hmm. the restrictions on that, you know, are pretty pretty tight, right? Yeah. You don't get a lot of real estate for your avatar on social media. Right. You know, so when you're going down the feed, you know, you're seeing those avatars and that is what's keying you into who you're looking at. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's important to have something there that's distinctive. So it stands out. And usually if it's too complicated, it's not going to show up really well because, you know, we're talking about 20 pixels by 20 pixels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Well, like a logo can be used in so many places. I think social and digital is a huge one right now, but you know, different companies, are you going to have yard signs? Are you going to have trucks? Are you going to need this on mugs? Are your employees going to wear this on a shirt? Is it going to be screen printed or embroidered? Because that's yeah, all embroidering going Embroidering can be really difficult too. You need certain color. Right. Yeah. Your logo has to format properly right. or it's mm-hmm. going to look bad. In some places it might be reproduced in black and white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, is, do you have a version for that? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's important to have not just a logo, but to have an identity system, something that'll scale with your business, something that you can put into use in a lot of different applications. And if you look at, you know, larger organization companies, they have these brand guidelines that are in binders, you know, and it talks about, you know, the logo, where you can use it, where you can't use it, how you can use it. 
has usually all the color yeah. uh, palette in there and even the typography. So when you're putting together like an ad, you know which type to use, you know what colors to use, you know where the logo should go, where it shouldn't go, you know, minimum size requirements, all that stuff. Those are really well thought out brand systems and guidelines. And the reason that those companies do that is because they have to hand this out to hundreds and hundreds of vendors. And they want to make sure that when their brand is represented out there, it's consistent everywhere that it shows up. Uh Makes sense. You know, makes sense. Um, And, you know, for well-known brands, if you're, if you've ever been, for example, uh, say you're you're traveling in another part of the world and somebody has um, corrupted, (laughs) corrupted or ripped off a corporate brand. The minute you see it, you know, something's not right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, the way it's reproduced isn't, you know, the right quality or it looks a little weird. It's like, mm-hmm. and you know, it's a counterfeit. Yep. Right. Because that company spends a lot of time and uh, investment and time to make sure that that logo gets represented consistently everywhere it shows up. I'm sure a lot of cease and desist orders going out too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, there's probably like a, you know, for some of these companies, like a whole room full of lawyers that all they do all day is, you know, track down illegal use of the brand. Yeah. Well, that represents your brand. You know what I mean? You don't want anybody tarnishing it, right? Right. So once you've worked hard to get that logo, you want to keep it. You want it it to keep it as yours exclusively. So imagine you have gone through Fiverr and you get a logo and you have business cards printed. You have it on your website. You have it on your letterhead. You have it on your door, wherever else. And then you get a cease and desist um, letter. It could happen. (laughs) Like how much is that going to cost you? Like, yeah, you got a cheap logo, but you're paying for it. Even if you could get away without being sued, just Mm -hmm. get the cease and desist and you decide you want to get rid of it. Now, how long have you been using that logo for and started to use that as your brand identity? So if you're going to build equity in something, yeah, it should be a custom logo. I agree. You know, it's made for you alone. Mm. Um, So thankfully they don't have stock logos. (laughs) Well, that's (laughs) essentially, that's essentially what Fiverr and a lot of the pixel logo and a lot of these places are, they're stock logos. True. Right. So you and, a hundred other people have the same logo. Yeah, because you got to imagine that there's somebody somewhere going, hey, I'm only getting paid five bucks for this logo. I'm going to make this one look like this one, like that one. What do sure. I care? It's easier for me to do. It's easier sure. to reproduce. And I, you know, you can work with, if you go on Fiverr, you can find someone who <coughs> will create a quote unquote custom logo for you. But I had a client not too long ago that had gone through that process and she'd gone five rounds with that same with person. The same person because she just wasn't getting what she was asking for. Were they charging her each time? Yeah, of course. Oh, of course. So finally she came to me and we sat down and we had a strategy session and I was able to give her something that was a good fit for her. But she was working with somebody remotely Mm -hmm. and who wasn't really interested in her brand, wasn't interested in her company, was just trying to pump something out to get paid. It was a straight up commodity. And and, and that brings up the next point is exactly what you're just talking about is... When you can do something like that and you're trying to do it on the cheap, they're not look they're not gonna look into the background of what your business is. They're not gonna try to understand the story of your business. They're just gonna pump out something that they think you're gonna want. Right. Because right. they're operating at such a low cost, they're trying to pump out X amount of these logos a day. And then the other thing is now Justin, I know you work with people when it comes time to get their brand identity together. Well uh and 
you take the time to get to understand what their business is about. You get you understand where they're trying to go. And then you design the logo around that. Mm-hmm. Right. And who is their customer? What's yeah. going to resonate so with them? So just curiosity. And I'm not, I know you can't give me an exact, but how many hours do you typically put into something like just the research to figure out, uh, you know, what it takes to do a logo? For a specific company to understand the brand before you actually yeah. stop putting pen to paper, so to speak. Well, if they're if they're doing like a full strategy brand strategy session, we'll spend time getting the message right, and that you know mm-hmm. we're talking a lot of hours there. But if you know they're just saying, well, you know, I've got all that, and I just need a logo, uh, then I will at least have at least one meeting with them, you know, yeah. an hour meeting, to sit down to talk about, okay, what are your goals? Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, likes and dislikes. And I'll usually have them send me things because everybody's kind of got a An either a, a real Pinterest board or a mental Pinterest board <laughs> of things they like, things they don't like. Yeah, yeah. So I always collect those things. So, I mean, it can be, you know, we're, we're talking hours and hours. Which of, somebody on Fiverr is not going to do. Oh, my gosh. No. I mean, they may spend an hour just doing the entire thing from beginning to end. Yeah. But they're not going to spend any time with you on a call or certainly not in person Mm -hmm. to try to get to know your company, your organization, or what your goals are or anything like that. Right. So like, and you know, in the sense that like Fiverr, something's created that actually you like the way it looks, Mm -hmm. it still doesn't mean it's you because I like the way Dunkin' Donuts logo looks, but that's not me. And it's not, it wouldn't represent my company. You know, I like the way Nike's logo looks again, not not, not for me. <laughs> right, right. So, so the next thing, on, I really am curious to hear what you have to say about this, this next thing on your notes, yeah. an emotional connection to your audience. Right. So How does a logo help create a, an emotional connection to the audience? Well, the your brand is, in its essence, how people experience your product or service, right? Mm-hmm. It's the last experience they had with your company. Okay. So that logo is a visual trigger for that. So let's say, just for argument's sake, uh, you went to uh, Bess Eaton, right? They still exist. Do they still exist? I don't know. Just, I just, like in Canada, maybe. Maybe in Canada. Yeah. They're not around What's anymore, the one that's, oh, Honeydew, Honeydew is the one yeah. that's still around. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm dating myself. Let's say you went to Honeydew, right? <laughs> when you said Bess Eaton, I'm like, wow, I haven't heard that name yeah, in forever. No, I think they're long gone. <laughs> anyway, so you went to Honeydew, right? Yeah. And you had, you had a terrible experience. You know, maybe the service was bad. Uh, the coffee was cold, yeah. whatever. Right. So next time you're driving around and you see that Bess Eaton logo, what are you going to be thinking about? The fact is you, didn't, you had a terrible experience the time before. Right. That mm-hmm. just became part of their brand for you. And that logo was a visual trigger for that. Hmm. Okay. So that's what I mean by it creates that emotional connection. I mean, the logo in and of itself doesn't represent the whole brand experience, but it's that trigger. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're, um, developing this, you got to remember that it has that psychological component to it. Now you can have the opposite effect, right? You can be, you're on a long trip and you're driving along and you see the Starbucks logo on a sign and you think, Oh God, I need a break. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you really like Starbucks, you know, cause you've had good experience there. You really love their product. And all of a sudden you're just feeling like, Oh, this, this is going to be a really good break. You know, pull off the highway, have a great coffee, just rest for a while. Mm-hmm. That's an emotional experience. That's my daughter's anytime connection. we drive by a subway on the way to go into out to vacation. I, I totally get it because I don't even like Starbucks coffee that much. And every either. time I see a Starbucks, I'm like, maybe I need a coffee now. <laughs> and I like local coffee. Like I have yeah. my favorite local roasters, but I'll go to Starbucks if there's yeah, one. See. And, yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. It, but anyway. It's that emotion. Yeah, I agree well, with you. Yeah. You know, just as a sort of a similar experience when we do our family road trips, 
we would typically, not all the time, but typically stay at KOA campground, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you know exactly what you're going to get. Because, because one's like the other, like the other. Yeah. Well, they're not all identical, but you know Same that feel. the service you're going to receive has a certain standard to it because they work very hard to make sure that they maintain Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. their brand, right? Because their brand represents, hey, this level of quality, this level of experience. So when we would see a KOA sign, you know, typically if we hadn't already booked someplace, we'd go, well, we'll stay there because we know what to expect. We know they provide good service and we're not going to get, you know, um, we're not going to have a bad experience. Sure, sure. That makes sense. So there's that's the emotional connection. Um, and then the inevitable question, well, how much should you pay for a logo? <laughs> I'm going to guess it's not $5. Um, I'm going to say if you're paying $5 for a logo, then you're probably not going to get the best ex- experience. Okay. I right? figure as much. You can't even get anything at Starbucks for $5. So what does that tell you? <laughs> like, seriously, I don't think I've ever made it out of Starbucks for less than, oh, no, my... You just woke Siri up. <laughs> Siri's like, do you need a coffee, Alicia? <laughs> I've placed your mobile order. Oh, no. Why did you I don't order? even like you, Starbucks. Siri's what? like, I don't find anything for $5 on the Starbucks menu. <laughs> I've ordered you 312 scones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, um, $5, I like. I see people posting, like, $50 on Fiverr or $80 on Fiverr. That's yeah. some... I don't know. Anyway, yeah. we're, we're bashing on fiber today. If you, just, well, I mean, because they're easy to bash on. True enough. But true if enough. you think about it, uh, try to think about it objectively. You know, if you were going to make an investment in something, because a logo brand is an investment in your company, right? If you were going to make an investment in a new vehicle, right? Someone said, hey, I got a car. I'll sell you for 25 bucks. Would you buy it? Uh, hell no. <laughs> or should I say hell to well, the what no? would go through your mind? Let me ask you that. What would go through your mind when they said, hey, I got a car for 25 bucks? Does it have a motor? <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously. What's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? Is it, right? is it rotted out? What's going on? Or if you? they said, hey, I, I got a house, I'll sell you for $2,000. Yeah, probably not. It's well, probably on a sinkhole or something. Well, yeah. One flood, of the things that or whatever. came up on our last podcast was um, look bigger than you are, right? Right. So here's like a great example. Joe Smo has a white truck and he plasters his business name on there. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have a logo. He just printed something up off of WordPress or whatever that was that uh, Word doc clip, 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 clip art, art from and yeah. he, the hammer. He's like, this is my logo and it's on my truck. And then same white truck drives by, but it's so-and-so kitchen design and home bathing. And it's like a custom logo and it's got colors and everything is well put together. In my mind as a consumer, Joe Smo, he probably charges way less than the company who has, and they have the same truck, right? Same truck. And the company with the branded logo, I'm like, hmm, they look like they're credible. So I go online, same logo on their website, a different version, same logo on their, on their digital presence. Yep. Automatically, I associate that experience with a higher cost service. I'm willing to pay more. Yep. Absolutely. It's perception. So how much does a logo cost? I don't know, but how much do you want to make as a business? Exactly. Right. There's no algorithm, unfortunately, about how much you should pay for a logo. But let's say that being professionally branded, like you just talked about, um, is going to get you three new clients this year. Mm-hmm. Right. How much are those clients worth to your business? Right. What's an average customer worth to your business? Let's say that if you're a contractor, let's say that an average customer is worth 
$40,000, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, they want to put an addition on their house. Yeah, that, that, I'd say that's actually for right? an addition. Or, that's small, yeah. Or maybe let's say it's it's a kitchen remodel. Let's say it's... Still uh, 40K sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Easily. So one customer is worth $40,000 to your business. Let's say you get three customers. That's $120,000 that year. Now, your brand is partially the reason why they came to you, why they picked you over everybody else. Right? A 40K kitchen remodel is different than somebody who's going to come in and do 5K worth of work. You want to charge. You right. want these bigger, better customers. So let's say your, your logo costs, um, let's say it costs $8,000 to develop, you know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. $8,000 versus $8,000 brought you in $120,000. Would you make that deal? I would, but yeah. I still think people forget to remember that the reason that those new clients came in for that higher end job is because of who they are, who they're branded as. Right. And how you're being perceived. Yes. Right. So, you know, if you said, Hey, if you spend eight, you'll get 120,000. It's like, well, who wouldn't do that? Sure. But you have to think about it in that context that this is an investment in how my business is perceived and it's going to bring the clientele that I'm looking for to my business. Mm -hmm. Correct. Makes sense. So it's um, definitely worth more than a cheap pair of sneakers. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Unless you're buying, I don't know, Yeezys, and then maybe not. But. Okay, so we kind of touched on this a little. <laughs> no, I just feel like I've lost control. <laughs> no, Yeezys are not an I know you talked a little bit a while ago about your process. <clears throat> just kind of take us quickly through what your process is with somebody when you're uh, getting ready to put together a logo. Okay. Uh, if I'm doing just, if I'm not doing the whole branding strategy thing, I'm just doing a logo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will, well, I, I still have them do a little bit of, uh, branding work. I have a survey that I send out. It's 11 questions mm-hmm. and it just gets them thinking about their brand. Right. Mm-hmm. So they fill out the survey and what that does is it gives me some raw material to work with. Sure. Gives me a direction to go in. Right. It tells me a little bit about who they are, what their values are, who their clients are and what their goals are for this logo. And then I'll usually ask them for some likes and dislikes, you know, mm-hmm. that Pinterest board kind of thing. Yeah, yeah what you're talking about earlier. Um, sometimes they'll offer it up. They're like, oh, can we send you some stuff we like? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I said, also send me some stuff you don't, don't like. like. Yeah. Right? Stuff that you wouldn't want for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that can be just as informative as stuff that you like. Sure, sure. Right? Because yeah. if, you know, they tell me, ooh, we hate orange. Well, I definitely make sure to stay, stay away, away from, from that. that, right? Yeah. Um, so I'll get the survey, I'll get their likes and dislikes. I usually have that initial meeting with them, it takes about half an hour to an hour. Mm-hmm. And then what I will do is I'll come up with some concepts, right? Some mm-hmm. directions and then present those and say, okay, here's three directions. Okay. So I'm going to stop you there for a minute only because right. I'm curious as how you come about that part of the process. Do you, this is just like inspiration or are you looking based on, I, I maybe I'm putting you on the spot here and well, I apologize. Yeah, I mean, but. there's a certain amount of inspiration to it. I'm looking for, you know, things like, you know, form and counterform, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a word mark that includes part of their name, maybe some clever combinations of letters or something mm-hmm. I can play mm-hmm. off of. There's a certain, that is definitely an element, but I'm constantly keeping in mind what their goals were, sure. what their brand is about, because those are the touch points that I keep going back to saying, okay, is what I'm presenting to them, does that still fit for mm-hmm. them? And so I'll usually present two or three concepts to them and say, okay, here's some directions to go in, mm-hmm. right? But they're all based on 
that information that they gave me, yep. right? I'm not just pulling the stuff out of the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the goal is to, to select one of those directions to say, yeah, this one feels right. This one feels like it's a good fit for us. It hits our goals. It hits our brand. Let's develop this one further. And then we'll go into round two and I'll develop that one further. And usually the initial concepts, not all the time. Sometimes those will be black and white. Yeah. Because I'm just trying to get a, well, an you, idea. Correct me if I'm wrong. You start out with basic pen and paper scratch, sketches. Oh, right? I was, yeah. I always start out with pencil and paper. Yeah. Nice. Always because it's the fastest way to get rid of a lot of bad ideas. Yeah. Because trying to do that in Photoshop can get pretty uh, tedious, I'm you sure. Know, once, you, once you sit down in front of a screen, everything feels too permanent. Gotcha. It feels yeah. like, oh, I have to keep that because it's on the screen. <laughs> but if it's just, if it's on a piece of paper, you can go, nah, that's not a good direction. And you, and you discard it quickly. Gotcha, gotcha. So, and you have to go through that process. I should say, I have to go through that process, right? I have to get all of the really uh, inevitable and obvious things out of the way first mm-hmm. so that I can get to the ones that are so, a little bit so more. So the client's not necessarily going to see all that. Oh, that, my, God, that. No. <laughs> oh my God, no. Oh, my God, no. No. So three concepts, we we select a direction from one of those, and then we refine that down until we get to, you know, it's the right fit logo. It's the right color palette. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll include a typography uh, suggestion to them to say, look, if you're going to develop this further, here's the typography that I recommend for your Mm-hmm. printed material. I'm sure you probably give them a color palette too, right? Of course. Yeah. To match up with the, yep. the logo color. And I give them all the specs, you know, so when they go to their vendors, whether it's a print vendor or somebody online, they know exactly what colors and I give them the color formulas. So sure, that, that's important because yeah. when they start doing their, their brochures and their website and all that other stuff, consistency, they want it. Yeah. Cause the human eye can pick up surprisingly subtle differences in color. Oh yeah. I mean, you uh-huh. know, what I do is not that unsimilar from like, say, you know, a, a custom cabinet maker. You got to have quality materials, yep. right? It has to fit your kitchen and the fit and finish of everything from match. hinges to pulls to that all has to be right. Right. Because yeah, so, if it's not, you it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. Right. So I pay mm-hmm. attention to the details, like, you know, color formulas, make sure those are consistent mm-hmm. and um, things like, you know, I don't recommend using it smaller than this because it's not going to reproduce well. Yeah. Sure. Or I'll give you a version that can reproduce small mm-hmm. so that you're not trying to take, you know, shrink something down to where it's not readable mm-hmm. or it doesn't reproduce well. So there's a lot of things to consider, a lot of little details. And trust me, you work with somebody online, they're not going to bother with a lot stuff, of those no. details. Yeah, they're just going, here, here's your Mick, your Mick logo. Yeah. <laughs> your Mick logo. <laughs> and, you know, I the, think I've just coined, coined a new term, Mick logo. What was would, the number seven? Yes. Yeah. Number six, two hearts. <laughs> number six, number um, six. Hey, listen, I paid for college on number six. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, that was fine for what it was, but. Yeah, but it's, but it's exactly what it is. You know, yeah. you, you're not expecting. I actually had one, for it, yeah. I remember this. I actually had one girl. Okay, she came to me early in the morning after we just opened up, and she said, "Okay, I want two hearts, and I want you know my name and this other person's name." She came back at four in the afternoon and asked me if I could white out the guy's name and put in a different one. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I was like, uh, "No, we don't do that." And then at ten o'clock at night, can you white out that one and put another yeah. one? <laughs> um, Gotta buy a new shirt. Yeah, yeah, just get a piece of duct tape. Really, yeah. just put it over the. Because that's probably going to change shortly too. Right. (laughs) But getting back to the process, I think the key in the process is constant 
collaboration between me and the client. Sure. Right. Makes this sense. is just not me going off into a cave for a few weeks and coming back with something and great. Here's your logo. Right. Oh. It's like, no, this, we work on this together. We collaborate, you know, and <laughs> people didn't see my little, uh, Lion King. At least just laughing over here. But <laughs> I have a gift for that and it actually relates to creative agencies. So I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry, Justin, that was just total. So, yeah. So the process, the key there is, is, that iterative process, you sure. know, collaborating with the client along the way, because you don't want any surprises at the end of the process. You want them to be going on the journey with you. Mm-hmm. And along the way, you keep reminding them of what those goals were, what sure. their brand is about, you know, because this can get very subjective, you know, and you want to make sure that you've got that framework on which you're building. Sure. So, mm-hmm. No, yeah, because it's really easy to get off track if you're not. Yeah, I, I remember uh, um, an instructor in uh, college told me a horror story about, you know, he was with this agency. It was for a huge bank, right? And they had developed this logo and gone through the whole process, months and months, a lot of money. So they're presenting this to the board of directors and everybody's, you know, is on board with the logo. They get around to the chairman of the board. Chairman he looks like at that. it and he makes one comment. He says, I don't know. Looks kind of girly. <laughs> that it was un- it unraveled the whole project. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it unraveled the in months of work, hundreds of thousands of dollars well, because one guy said, it's kind of girly. That's why it's important to have that, that underpinning of these are your goals and we're we're working towards these goals. Yeah. I mean, not only that, the communication has to be there. Because the 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 last thing you want is to be done with the project and go, oh, by the way, the spelling's wrong on the logo. (laughs) Well, that, yeah, that would totally be on the designer, but. (laughs) No, 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 no. I meant that they gave you the wrong information or something like that. No, you you have to have the right people in the room. You know, that's the other part of the process is make sure, you know, are all the decision makers here? You know, are they part of this? Because if not, we don't want any surprises at the end of this project. Well, I, that's a lot of information today. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for sharing. Um, so if somebody wanted to go through that process with you, how would they get in touch with you, Justin? I just threw up the bat signal. Cool. Yeah. It's the Justin signal. Yeah. What, what would it be? Um, like, they uh, can find me at justinkerdesign.com and uh, I'm all my contact information is there. So uh, be happy to do this process with anybody. And uh, yeah, thanks for letting me yammer on about this uh, oh, good today. Inf- good information. Very good. So it's that time we get to every week where it's time to say goodbye till next week. We'll see you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials team. You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content. You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.